What's up everyone? This is Mayowa, your host, and you are listening to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. More people than ever are building cool stuffs online from the scratch, solving problems and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with these amazing six-figure entrepreneurs to share their entrepreneurial journeys, the ideas, the opportunities, the strategy they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. And now let's get the show started. So I, I started um, focusing specifically on Asana with my marketing and I did some Google AdWords and listed myself as an expert on a few directories. And I, I yeah, I found there was, there was demand. There were definitely a lot of business owners who wanted help specifically with this tool. And so my, the key takeaway there or the lesson that I learned is that by specializing, by niching down and, and finding something very specific to focus on, it actually helps you to stand out and get discovered more easily. What's up, everyone? This is Mayowa, your host, and you are listening to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. More people than ever are building cool stuffs online from the scratch, solving problems and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with these amazing six-figure entrepreneurs to share their entrepreneurial journeys, the ideas, the opportunities, the strategy they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. And now let's get the show started. Hi, everyone. My name is Mayowa Ajishafe. I am the host of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm also the founder of the book Cots.com. That is T-H-A-B-O-O-K-C-O-T.com, a publishing agency that helps business entrepreneurs to write and publish their book to build more credibility, become, become an instant authority, and also amplify their reach and their visibility. In this episode of this show, I've got an amazing guest in the house. And before I get the show started, I will pass the mic to him. He will introduce himself, tell us a little bit about himself and his business, then we get the show started. Well, hi, Mayo. Thanks for having me uh, on the podcast today. Yeah, my name is Paul. I'm calling, I'm talking to you today from Auckland, New Zealand. And uh, basically what I do is I run a consulting business. We help companies all around the world. Uh, we teach them how to use a project management tool called Asana. Uh, and we, we also specialize in a sales CRM called Pipedrive. And so essentially what we do is we help um, businesses to set up these tools in the best way for their for their business we help train their teams on how to use them correctly and also we do a lot of work with zapier to help automate parts of their business and, and really we're, we're in the business of helping businesses to save time to streamline their operations and, and ultimately help business owners to get back some of the uh, the freedom in their business that they ultimately were looking for when they when they started so yeah that's a bit about what we do okay that's very cool like uh, one thing that really interests me about paul is the fact that i've been following him for like few years now like uh, i once enrolled in uh, one of his course and surely i i guess we have to have to talk about that uh towards the uh show down the road so like paul i have a very uh, important question i would like to ask you like you know the normal consulting route for most entrepreneurs and most coaches and consultants is uh, maybe the uh i'm a business coach I'm a, I'm a dating coach and stuff like that but you know your story is quite very unique and very different like all have thoughts that you can 
actually get paid by consulting for people for uh, something like pipe drive asana and yeah. a whole lot of other so so how does it how does it how does it started for you like as in just tell us the story behind you getting started as a pipe drive asana and even sapia uh consultant yeah so i mean i started a blog i was blogging about productivity a while ago probably started that back in 2013 2014 and initially i was just like oh maybe i can help people with productivity i'll help i'll make an online course and maybe i could do some coaching around that but uh the the challenge with that of just being like a productivity coach is it's very general it's not very specific um and so what i actually uh well let me let me back up a little bit how I, how I actually got started with Asana is back in 2012, I was working in marketing at an e-commerce company here in New Zealand. And like a lot of businesses, we were trying to find different tools to streamline our work. And um, I found Asana and it wasn't really part of my job in marketing, but you know, being a bit of a productivity geek, I figured out how to use the tool. And I, long story short, I, I showed the, uh, the different teams in the business how to use Asana and I help onboard the team to the new tool. And the owner of that company, he paid me a bonus for the work that, we, that I did because he found that Asana was such a powerful tool. It made such an impact the way we worked that um, he paid me this bonus. And so, yeah, fast forward to sort of 2014, 2015, I was thinking, okay, I've got this productivity blog. I'm trying to be a productivity coach, but it's quite hard to stand out if you're just a productivity coach. You know, it's, a, it's quite a general offering. And so I thought, what can I do? How, what can I help people with that's a bit more specific? And I thought back, well, okay, my boss, my previous boss paid me that bonus for helping with Asana. Maybe I should try and market myself as an Asana expert and see if other businesses would benefit from working with an expert to learn how to use Asana. So I, I started um, focusing specifically on Asana with my marketing and I did some Google AdWords and listed myself as an expert on a few directories. And I, I yeah, I found there was, there was demand. There were definitely a lot of business owners who wanted help specifically with this tool. And so my, the key takeaway there or the lesson that I learned is that by specializing, by niching down and, and finding something very specific to focus on, it actually helps you to stand out and get discovered more easily. So even though being a productivity coach is your, you could potentially serve a broader market um, by being an Asana expert, which really Asana is just one tool, one project management tool within the entire project productivity sort of space. But by specializing in that tool, it's easier to stand out. It's easier to get discovered and it's easier to be recognized as an expert in that smaller area. Um, and so, yeah, I started that consulting business. So I started specializing in Asana in sort of 2015, 2016. And uh, that was just a side project for me. It was just, I was doing that on the side while I was still working full time. But eventually I got to the point where I was making more from my side income than I was at my full time job. So that's when I made the decision to make it a full time, uh, full time business. Okay, that's very, very inspiring. Like, uh, one question I would like to ask now is based on your journey, like, are uh, you transitioning from doing it as a side gig to res uh, taking it as a full time uh, gig, like, over the time? Like, uh, can you walk and uh, any entrepreneur listening to us right now who is just starting out, who has found a niche for himself, whatever the niche is, like, based on your journey, can you walk? Uh, 
uh, can you walk someone through how the process of getting the first clients and scaling uh, the business just like uh, you have done based on your experience? Yeah. Um, in terms of making that switch, you know, I was working, um, I, I was, it, was, it was a side project for me. And before I could really justify quitting my job, you know, I'm, I'm a very numbers driven person. I, I really like looking at data and, and working out, looking at the numbers behind a decision to work out the best way to proceed. So for me, I thought, okay, what do I need to be earning to justify quitting my job? And it was quite a simple sort of formula or calculation, really. I just thought, okay, I'm earning, I think at the time, 60,000 New Zealand dollars a year. Um, and I thought that, you know, that's about 5,000 New Zealand dollars every month before tax. So if I could just do the same from my Asana consulting and my blog and my website, if I could just replace my income, that would be enough. If I could do that, and if I could do that consistently for a few months, so I know it's not just a one-time thing, but if I'm consistently earning that $5,000 a month in New Zealand dollars, um, that would be enough. And, and if I can do that working part-time, then it stands to reason that if I do this full-time, I can then, I should be able to grow my business and earn a lot more. So that was the, that was sort of the um, condition that I gave myself before making the, the leap from part-time to full-time is just, I need to be earning $5,000 a month from my business um, to justify quitting my job. And then from there, I mean, in terms of growing the business, there's, there's, I've always just had this uh, hunger for trying to improve um, that sort of time to income ratio. So yeah, growing your business is great, but you know, the reason I get into business in the first place is to have more control over my time. So in my business, I, whenever I'm trying to grow, I'm always thinking about how can we service more clients in the same or less amount of time? So um, whether it's using contractors or using Zapier to automate parts of the business, that's something I've always tried to work on um, is making time to look at what are the systems, what are the tools we can use? Uh, how can we package the service differently so that we can handle more work without having to necessarily work more hours? And, and we can drill into that if needed, but, but that's really the philosophy that's really helped me to grow the business over the last sort of six or seven years is always trying to optimize that metric of basically my effective hourly rate. You know, your effective hourly rate is what are you earning um, per hour based on your income? You know, so it's, it's not that I charge hourly for my business, but what am I essentially earning per hour when I factor in that income? So I'm always looking at both. Yes, I want to earn more. That's great. But only if it makes sense based on the number of hours that I'm working. And, and so those those two numbers, my time and my income have always been kind of the most important numbers in the business that help me to drive the business forward and, and, and grow in a sustainable way. Okay. Yeah, that's very, that's quite uh, interesting. Uh, from that transition to uh, becoming a full-time uh, uh, team for you, like how has the business been and how has it evolved over time? Yeah. Um, well, we've, I've changed my model quite a bit over the years. You know, when I got started, I was working, it was just me on my own. And I was working mainly doing hourly engagements with clients and some project work. But then I, I found that, you know, I was becoming the bottleneck in the business. And so, and because there's only a certain number of hours you can work per week, I found that, well, I'm, there's basically a limit of how much I can earn if I'm charging by the hour. So I think something that's really helped is always looking at 
how can I repackage my service where I'm not the bottleneck? So number one was not charging hourly. Okay, we're going to do more project-based work, which is more value-driven. Um, there's a really good book, Value-Based Fees by, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the author. Um, I'll see if I can find it and I can, I can give it to you and you can add it to the show notes. But okay, there's a great that, book, Value-Based yeah, value Fees. And in the book, he talks about how you charge for your service, especially as like a consultant, how you can charge based on the value that you provide. So by looking at that and by, by repackaging my service, doing more project-based work, by just changing my approach to how we sell was something I could do to, again, improve that, that income to time ratio. So that's something, you know, just always looking at how can I, how can I do things differently? How can I improve? And then in the last couple of years, you know, bringing in a few outside um, contractors has really helped to remove me as the bottleneck and get other people who can help um, service clients for me. Um, so that's been a really beneficial change as well is, is bringing in outside experts on a contract basis who can do some of that work um, so that I'm not always the bottleneck. And that means we can actually work with more clients. It frees up my time as well as the owner of the business. I can then work more on sales and actually improving the business rather than always being the, the one doing the work. Um, yeah, really just building a good team around you has been really beneficial for me over the last couple of years. Okay, that's very cool. Right now, like, uh, can you give us a specific number of, uh, let's say, people working with you and where your company is right now, uh, revenue-wise? Yeah, so um, the number of people with me, it's it's me, and then I have one other full-time contractor who does all the Zapier automation for us. Uh, he's full-time with me. He, he earns a sort of base salary plus commission. And then I have three other part-time contractors who get paid by the hour for the for the work that they do. Um, so they're just part-time. And then I have a virtual assistant who, um, yeah, again, paid by the hour, <clears throat> a VA who does some of the sort of smaller hours for me, uh, smaller tasks for me. Um, I do have, you know, things like an accountant who does our accounts at the end of the year, that kind of thing. But the, the core team is two full-time employees, myself included, and, and three part-time contractors. Uh, Revenue-wise, oh gosh, off the top of my head, I think we did. Um, we're doing about eight hundred thousand a year now, US dollars. Um, that was uh, last year's results was about eight hundred thousand in profit for for last year, um, which yeah, really really happy with. Um, uh, you know, the businesses continue to grow each year, um, and uh, I think for the for the, the small team that we have, we we do pretty well. Okay, that's awesome. So one thing that I always uh, uh, prove difficult for every entrepreneur starting out proper, mostly as a consultant, as a coach, is the problem of getting a client. Like, what ad best advice will you give to any entrepreneur listening to this episode right now about getting a client and uh, having a consistent stream of uh, uh, revenue and clients coming in? Yeah, I think there's two main things. Number one is you've got to go to where your clients are. There's so many ways to market yourself online now. You know, there's like Facebook and TikTok and Google, and then you can do paid, uh, you know, paid advertising campaigns. And um, there's so many different ways of getting in front of your potential audience. But you've really got to focus on the channels that work well for you that your customers are using to find you. So for me, I thought, you know, with Asana and Pipedrive, the main way people find us is through Google and YouTube. So we've really doubled down <clears throat> on those areas to make sure if people go to Google, if they go to YouTube, we're going to appear, <clears throat> if they start searching for Asana or Pipedrive, we're going to appear um, 
and get in front of our potential customers. So that's number one is work out where are your target customers? Where do they go online for help? Is it, is it online forums? Um, is it Facebook if you're more of a, if you're selling to consumers rather than businesses? But that's number one is you need to be where your customers are. And then number two is be helpful. You know, we give away, in order to get clients, we give away a ton of value in terms of like the videos that I produce on YouTube. I have a blog, I have a podcast. <clears throat> a, a, a decent portion of my time is spent producing content purely for um, providing value first. And so now when when people reach out to me, when when leads inquire to work with us, chances are they've already seen a lot of my videos. They've already received a lot of value from me because they've watched some of my videos. So they're coming to me very warm. They're going, hey, look, I've already watched your videos. They've been really helpful. Um, and so rather than it being sort of a colder interaction where they don't know who you are, they don't know if they can trust you yet, if they've already received some value, if they've listened to a podcast, if they've watched a video, read a blog post, number one is they trust you because you've already been useful to them. And, and it's a much, uh, they're coming to you in a much warmer state. They're a warm lead now. Um, and that makes just the process of selling much, much easier because you, you that, that trust has already been established. People tell me all the time, they get on a call and they say, oh, Paul, I feel like I already know you because I've watched so many of your videos. I feel like I know a bit about you, which is great. It just makes the job of selling and, and signing them up as a client that much easier. So those would be my two biggest um, tips is work out where your customers go to get help and then be as helpful as you can. Okay. Thank you so much for that tip. Like as a recap, two tips like Paul mentioned, be where your customers are and always be helpful. I can't really say that enough uh, for anyone out there listening to this. So like uh, before we go, uh, before we transition into uh, the sixth question round where I have to throw six questions to you and you give us answers as fast as you can. Like uh, I want to, uh, you have a course called How to Be a Virtual Consultant. Can you tell us a bit about that and uh, what that is? Yeah, so after I um, had some success with my consulting business, I wanted to share my process and, and how other people could replicate my process to start their own consulting business. So my How to Become a Virtual Consultant program basically shows you how I get leads, the sales process, what I do to actually sell to them how i manage follow-up sending proposals um i also talk about pricing how to price your service and so the program really is designed for people like me who are coaches or consultants looking to earn an income selling their expertise online and so yeah we've had some great results with the course i, I know there have been a number of customers that have gone on to earn you know like um uh five figures a month you know like i've got customers now who did the course a few years ago now they're doing over fifty thousand dollars a month in revenue um so it's been really great seeing people kind of mimic mimic my process follow the advice because if i can do it you can do it you know it's 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 really not that hard so it's been great watching people use the course and then develop their own business and, and create some freedom in their life. Like I've watched people literally completely transform their lives. They've um, been able to work by themselves on their own, uh, develop, you know, earn a good income for their family. So it's been really rewarding to watch um, the progress of some of the students. Yeah. 
Okay. I personally enrolled for the uh the how to be a virtual consultant uh course and it is a very awesome resources. Uh a link uh, to the course will be put in the show notes uh for this episode. Uh so let's get to the six question rant where I have to throw you just yeah. like I mentioned six questions and you give us an answer as fast as you can. So question one: If you are to recommend one book to every entrepreneur out there listening to this podcast, what book? Uh, what book would that be? Oh man, good question. Uh, I'd probably go with the four hour work week. Uh, just, it's one of my favorites. It's a book I've read multiple times now. Every few years I reread it. I think especially if, if you're like me, if you really care about your, not just your income, but your time, it's a really great book to get you thinking about how to balance those two things. Um, yeah, obviously it's a bestseller. It's, it's a very popular book already, but the four hour work week has been a big, has had a big impact on me. Okay, that's good. Question number two, what is one book or course that you have read or enrolled for that has changed your life? Um, well, I have to choose a different one now. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but definitely the four-hour work week would be there. Um, another one would be um, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. So Ryan Holiday is a really great author. Um, he writes quite a lot about Stoic philosophy, and I think his writing, number one, he's got a really great writing style and he has this great ability to take a big topic like uh, stoicism, you know, philosophy, and actually deconstruct it and explain it in a really easy to understand way that's not boring. So I think number one, he's a really great writer. Um, but also like it's it's definitely, it's I would say it's changed um, my outlook on life and how I approach different situations and how I respond to situations like um not being i'm not a uh, i'm not a religious person so having uh, a book like the obstacle is the way and, and stoic philosophy as kind of like principles that you can follow principles that you can live your life by that help you to make decisions in a smart way how to respond to adversity in your life um that book really introduced me to stoic philosophy that then it led me down this path of reading more about this topic um, I now have a tattoo on my arm, um, the uh, Memento Mori tattoo, um, which is all about this idea of uh, using your time effectively, not postponing decisions, remembering, you know, you're going to die one day. So you've got to use your time on this earth effectively. So that book definitely um, had a big impact on me and changed my outlook on, on, on how I view many aspects of my life. Okay, that's awesome. Uh Question number three, what is one thing you did that got you a big win in your business? Um, great question. I mean, it's been lots of, it's been lots of little things, actually. Just one, <laughs> just one. Like maybe the, the, yeah. the, the one that has the most impact or the one that got you the, the biggest win. Or... Yeah, I think the most recent change was a couple of years ago when I hired my my full-time contractor, Warwick, who actually is a good friend of mine. We were friends back from high school and he was between jobs looking for some work. And I said, Hey, why don't you come and help me in my business? You can do some of the Zapier work for me. Cause I, I knew he had experience in this area and he was great. Um, he's, he's really, he's got great initiatives. So he's great at figuring out and solving problems on his own and not always needing uh, direction and guidance. And so but the great thing about bringing him on board is he gave, he was, um, I was always working on my own before that, but he gave me the confidence to then hire other experts and other contractors. Um, before, before that, yeah, I was just working on my own, but because he was so, he made such a big improvement and saved me so much time. 
it gave me the confidence to then go, okay, what other areas could I get help in my business? What other contractors could I bring on board? And so it really was a catalyst um, that that helped me to really transform tr- transform the business um, from being a solo operation, just me, to more of a team and an actual business that I have today. Um, but that was that was the linchpin. That was the starting point. Was hiring him. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Question number five. Ah, uh, no, sir, sorry, that's question number four. What's one superpower you've got that has contributed a lot to your success and winning in life and business? I think my superpower is I am very organized, <laughs> um, you know, which is probably what you would expect being like a, a productivity geek. But I am very organized, uh, obviously, with the tools that we use, Asana, Pipedrive, Zapier, um, And so I think just managing my, you know, I think by being organized, I always know what I'm working on, how I'm spending my time. I've got my schedule for the rest of the day. Uh, I know what state every project is in. I I only need to go looking at a couple of places in Asana and I can see where we're at with different projects and different clients. And so I think by, by putting time into organizing yourself, by developing good habits, by building good systems, that has really helped me to scale the business. I don't think we could have grown the business to where it is today without good systems and without being really organized. So I'd say that's the superpower that I have. Okay, that's awesome. You've got a superpower. And of course, surely everybody has an area or, or one or two that they are struggling with. So what area have you struggled with um, more in your business? Um, oh, great question. I think... Um, Oh man, I think it's just, you know, sometimes maybe getting distracted if you have ideas and you, you try something and it doesn't work and, and it distracts you from what you should be doing. I think sometimes it's easy to get excited by an idea and to focus too much on that. And so, but what I found, you know, success always comes from is, is not necessarily doing more, but doing the things you're already doing better. You know, not necessarily always we're acting on every single new idea or even increasing our offering. Like we, we could help people with other CRMs or other project management tools. We could help people with ClickUp or Monday or Salesforce, but we don't do that because I'd rather do a couple of things really well, like Pipedrive and Asana, instead of trying to do too much, it, it sort of really averagely, we want to do a couple of things really well. So um, that's something I've learned over the years is the importance of staying in your lane, not getting distracted by new ideas or new opportunities, even though they might sound really good. I, I've, I've often found benefit in just staying in your lane and, and doubling down on what you do well and, and being the best at a couple of things. Okay. That's very good. The power of focus, like uh, understanding what you are good at and focusing on that instead of uh, being distracted by the shiny object syndrome, you know, I can do this, yeah. I can do this and stuff like that. So uh, what, what is one thing that, uh, one project or uh, one thing that you are very excited about right now, probably in your business and uh, something new, like different from what uh, you have already used to uh, doing? Yeah, right now I'm actually, I recently signed up to a program um, with a company called Up My Influence, which is, uh, they help you to develop a new sales process um, using your podcast. So by using a podcast, they help you, they help you to get in front of high ticket customers who are a good fit for your business. 
And um, so we're currently in the process of setting up this new this new kind of sales process, podcasting process. So number one, it's going to lead to some really interesting conversation with with business owners, um, but also it's going to hopefully be a, a, a great source of new uh, potential clients. Um, so that's something that we're working on at the moment. And yeah, really excited to see how that goes. Yeah, I've I've heard about uh, Josh before and uh, Up Influence, and uh, I think I have to include the link in the show note for this episode so probably we should be expecting a podcast from you soon oh sorry yeah, yeah. you already had the podcast uh well, for the podcast but i'm going to be expanding on it yeah okay like i think you are you it's, it's a solo podcast uh and you have like yeah. uh some few hundred episodes right am i right yeah two over 250 episodes now okay so we should expect a very uh a change now or maybe something very different and new yeah Okay, that's good. So uh, the last question here is, uh, what is the number one no BS tip that you will give to any entrepreneur out there listening to this? The number one what, sorry? No bullshit uh, tip that you can give to any entrepreneur listening to this podcast. Yeah, I think um, especially if you're just getting started, it's really important to not get distracted by stuff that feels productive um, as a way of distracting or postponing the hard work. So, you know, when you start a business, you know, it's easy to postpone, you know, what, what really matters is when you start a business is getting in front of potential customers and making your first few dollars and, and generating revenue as quickly as you can, just so that you can validate your ideas so that you can work out okay, my, what, what pricing model shall I use? What is my core? What is the value that I offer? How do I improve my process? And so you need to get in front of your target customers and actually sell to them and start generating revenue as quickly as you can. But what a lot of people do is they, you know, that can be scary when you're starting. Selling, selling yourself is a scary thing. So people distract themselves with, you know, oh, I need to design a logo or print some business cards or play with my website because these are the things that matter when really they don't, you know, um, they, they're just a distraction from the hard work, which is getting in front of customers and selling and putting yourself out there. So that would be my advice is be, be true to yourself. Don't distract yourself. Don't let yourself get distracted with, with stuff that feels productive. That's actually not. And instead focus on validating your, your core value offering, getting to revenue as quickly as you can, and, uh, and using those experiences with your clients to um, refine your process, refine your pricing, refine how you sell. And, uh, uh, and that's going to be the quickest way to grow. Okay, that's awesome. So uh, before we leave and before you tell us where we can find you and every other good stuff like you are, uh, you like our audience to uh, know about you or where they can get through to you. Beyond business, who is Paul? Sorry, beyond it, who's Paul? Yes, beyond business and every, everything <laughs> relating to entrepreneurship. Um, who am I? I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I mean, I was born in the UK, live in New Zealand now with uh, my wife and uh, we have a three, year, three and a half year old son. Um, we're expecting a new bo- uh, another baby boy in the next couple of weeks here. So, you know, just a young family man. But in my spare time, we are really interested in CrossFit, staying fit and healthy and uh, exercising. We're a really active family. Um, what's most important to me is, is my friends and family and, and hanging out and spending time with them. And so for me, my business is a, a way to um, have control of my time so I can spend time doing things that I enjoy. I think that's what matters to me most. 
Okay, that's awesome. Like family is everything. And I think the goal of entrepreneurship for most people and for someone like me and you is uh, to be able to have enough freedom to spend time with people we love, to do things we love and to just be there for people that matter most to us. And uh, I think that is one very good uh, pick that entrepreneurship uh, comes with if done right. So lastly, Paul, where can we find you and uh, tell us any, anything you have for us or where they can connect with you? Yeah, best place to find me is my website, paulminers.com, paulminors.com. You can learn all about me there. And I'm on Twitter as well, at paulminers. Uh, yeah, those are probably the two best, best places to find me. Okay. Thank you so much. It's been an awesome time having a conversation with you. And we hope that next time we uh, call you on this show, you'll say yes. And I uh, will be able to talk about something uh, more about you. So thank you so much, Paul. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks, Mahawa. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. For more episodes and the show notes for this episode, visit www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. And I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes if this episode has been of value to you. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until then, keep building and keep the entrepreneurial fire burning. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. For more episodes and the show notes for this episode, visit www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. And I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes if this episode has been of value to you. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until then, keep building and keep the entrepreneurial fire burning.